Blog Talk Radio. This is our youth fan, Jerry, and welcome to a special edition show tonight, a Know Your Opponent edition. Uh, Rutgers football after a bye week will be facing Illinois, taking a trip out to uh, face the fight in Illini, and um, welcome everyone who's listening. Uh, if you're listening live and you're able to tear yourself away or like me, give yourself a diversion to uh, the uh, Yankees uh, ALDS game on right now, we welcome you, uh, and for those who will be listening over the next couple of days. Uh, make sure to check in uh, yourself on iTunes and, and uh, subscribe to this. Uh, this year we're going with the format of lots of uh, more shorter shows uh, to get some uh, more relevant content out there. And, and again, I talked about this last week. There's a few more podcasts out there, Rutgers Football Cop Podcast. Uh, you got the NJ.com, of course, the uh, Rutgers Rivals, um, Scout now has one, uh, and and it's good. It's good. The more people that are following and listening, the better. And I try to offer myself as uh, the fans' perspective and get a little bit of uh, a different view. And I think today I'm excited because uh, well, we have uh, an opportunity to talk about the opponent that we're playing. Uh, Robert Rosenhoff from the Illinois Board will be joining us and and walking us through. Uh, the kind of game uh, that we expect to see and what we can see. I think what's interesting about this matchup is you have two teams who probably come into this um, with quite a bit of similarities. Uh, the Atlanta coming in off of a 3-9 and season last year. Rutgers coming in off of a 2-10 and season. Um, both are coached by coaches in their second year, um, obviously two different paths in terms of those coaches, but we can talk about that later. But uh, clearly, um, you know, what else? Uh, Two teams that the last time they made a bowl game was 2014. Clearly both teams, when they saw the schedule, uh, marked this off as winnable games or or must-win games if you're trying to build a path to a bowl game. Um, I think right now uh, uh, that is not the goal for – both teams, but winning this game and getting some positive momentum going into the rest of the season is probably the goal. And, and you know, clearly uh, they also are both 0-2 in the conference, so an opportunity for these two teams to both get a chance uh, uh, to, to to right the ship. And uh, another similarity that I noticed is, is uh, 
over the week, uh, much with the bye week, Rutgers, uh, the big question was, you know, was it time to hand over the quarterbacks to the freshman quarterback to, to the freshman and let it go? But, you know, people forget that Giovanni Rashino was the starting quarterback last year, and lots of fans have been saying, well, where is he? And lo and behold, uh, who finds himself getting the most reps in practice this week? So uh, another situation, too, this is a team that's played two quarterbacks throughout the year, so that's always a uh, – uh, a dynamic that has to be watched. So without further ado, let me uh, welcome uh, Robert to the show. Thanks for uh, coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. So um, you caught my eye because I, I like your uh, your Twitter handle, the I Lion Eye. It makes sense once you read it. When you look at it at first, uh, it's striking, and then you say it, and it makes a lot of sense. Yes, yes, I can tell. I actually used to have – my website used to be that, the letter A, the word lion, and then E-Y-E. So I would tell people I have a lioneye.com, and they're like, how would you get a lioneye.com? And I'm like, no, it's not a lioneye, it's a lion. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, you always got to be careful because you don't want to be uh, mistaken for a, a Penn State fan. Yes, yes, I ha- I've had that before. I've had that before. People tell me that. I'm like, lioneye, is that Penn State? Nope, nope, lioneye. Well, it's good. So I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, I'd love to learn a little bit more about, you know, what we're about to, uh, uh, you know, face uh, coming up this weekend. And um, as I said, two teams that I kind of like probably, you know, definitely came into the season as, as this is one of those games that you got to win. Yeah, I, I totally agree with your intro there. That, um, two fairly identical teams. Um, I, I think – Main difference is probably Lovey Smith has gone with uh, I'm going to play the freshman immediately kind of kind of plan versus you know Ash has has gone with some of the graduate transfers and things like that. Um, you know Illinois is the youngest team in the country by a significant amount. Uh, we'll probably start well, gosh, started seven true freshmen on offense. Seven of eleven players were were true freshmen Saturday against Iowa. So. We'll probably 10 or 11 true freshmen in the game. Um, they've they've just completely turned to youth and said, okay, we're going to start building right now for the future and we're going to go with the kids. So, um, but yeah, I agree that these are both teams that, that the other fans are saying, okay, well, at least we'll beat Rutgers or at least we'll beat Illinois. And, you know, both fan bases are probably looking at it just like that. Now, uh, you Interesting question that I asked you is in terms of Coach Smith, um, yeah, for lack of a better, does he does he love he does, does he love being uh, a college coach? I mean, it's it's it, looking back, you know, this is a guy that's been in the NFL for over 22 years, I think, since the last time he had a college job. Um, do you get the feeling that you know it, it's something for NFL coaches to go back to the whole recruiting aspect of it? You know, dealing with you know 17 year olds and. Uh, you know, it's it's not a Michigan situation where it also kind of sells itself in, in the same way like with Harbaugh. But, you know, what is the feeling with uh, Coach Coach Smith? Yeah, I I think, you know, being close to the program, I don't get any sense that he uh, has any issue with college football. When, when he took the job, he talked about this being the fourth quarter of his career. 
that, you know, he came up through college football and was an assistant for years and was at Ohio State when he got hired away by Tampa Bay as linebackers coach. You know, and you know, he says he moves into the second quarter as a as a as an assistant and he's with Tampa Bay for a while and then he was St. Louis Rams um defensive coordinator when when they went to the Super Bowl. And then third quarter was his Bears stint and you know, he took him to the Super Bowl and all of that and, and then and then, you know, a couple of years in Tampa Bay. And, you know, being fifty nine years old, he looks at it as like, Okay, this is this is my last stop. This is fourth quarter. I'm going back to college, back where I started, and I'm going to see if I can rebuild a program. So I, I don't get any sense that he at all, like, is, like, just waiting for a defensive coordinator job in the NFL or anything like that. He seems pretty bought in and has a long-term contract and, you know, has started this thing not trying to win immediately in, in like, a, a three-, four-, five-year plan to to rebuild everything around the program. Good, yeah. I mean, and you mentioned, you know, playing uh, the young players. So, you know, when you do that, you're obviously willing to take the bumps and bruises knowing that, you know, three, four years down the line, it's going to start to pay dividends. So, um, you know, obviously he has a plan and in, in, in the direction that he wants to see. Now, um, you know, before we jump into some of the specifics, uh, you know, uh, Quarterback situation, which is always, you know, the most important position. Uh, uh, yep. used to, and they've been following um, some of the news, I'm sure, out of Rutgers in terms of, uh, you know, going with two quarterbacks. And, and now possibly this week, you know, we're getting the notion uh, that they may go back, uh, throw the third quarterback into it. And um, so far, the line have played two uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Jeff mm-hmm. George Jr. started the last two games, I believe. So, um where is the – is it right now, is George the starter or there's always the possibility to, to move in, in a different direction? Uh, I think George is the starter. Um, I think they're going to go with that. Chase Crouch started the first four games. Um, George came in and relieved him in the South Florida game and started to move the ball well, so that's where he – made a name for himself. Yeah. Again, I think these are two, I think Rutgers and Illinois are, are almost identical. Like this is a QB battle. Um, there is some talk like you guys have of, is it time to turn to the freshman? They have a true freshman cam Thomas that, you know, is the third guy in this thing. And, you know, they might see him, uh, crouch was the running quarterback, um, you know, runs the read option and, and he's a big, big kind of, bowl you over kind of a guy. Um, George is a throwing quarterback, doesn't run at all, pretty much just a pocket guy. His issue is he throw, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. He was George was the third-string guy last year, but both the starter and Crouch got hurt. So uh, George had to start four games last year. You know, he's a, he's a freshman, and his very first game is at Michigan against that defense last year. And it, let's just say it didn't go well. Um, but now he's got four or five games starting under his belt last year and this year. And, and now it's just an issue of he can, if he can cut down on the interceptions cause he, he threw two against South Florida and they threw three last week, uh, against Iowa. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's the big concern. Um, now Crouch has no relation to the Nebraska Crouch, correct? No, nope. 
out of Ohio. I, 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 uh, yeah, no relation at all. Yep. And they actually kind of him. They used him yeah, as okay. a as a as an H back last week. Like they they wanted to get him the ball. You know, he's a running quarterback, so um, they had a they had a play set where they even threw to him once on a little drag route kind of thing coming out as a tight end. So um, so they you know they want to keep him on the field and and maybe even run a running series with him. He just really struggled to throw the ball the first the first four weeks. Yeah, uh, and, and obviously looking at the number of big plays that George had, uh, you know, I could see it, you know, over 20 yards, had a good good number. So obviously he's your big play passer. Um, and like yes. you said, you got to cut down on both of these quarterbacks combined for two touchdowns and an exception. So obviously turnovers has been an issue. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What's what, – is it Bolin is the Louisville transfer guy? Correct. Yes. Yeah, and and he's had he has what six, five or six interceptions or something like that. Yes, he that's been his uh, Achilles' heel as well. So, uh, and right. Not so again, identical field. like how they you know, yeah. Each team has the two quarterback question and the one guy who can't stop their own picks and is a time to turn to the freshman. It's it's pretty much the same. Yeah, and I think. Um, from the perspective of the Rutgers pass defense, uh, they're now down two of their four starters uh, from, from the beginning of the year, which was actually probably one of the strengths of the units, um, the defensive backs going into the season. But uh, cornerback was on Austin, who would have been probably the best of, of those. Corner already was lost for the year. Uh, and now the safety, uh, Saquon Hampton, who's having a good year, uh, all kinds of pointing towards may not make it back out there. I don't have any particular information, but he's definitely not playing this week. So that's um, two out of the yep. four. So, uh, you know, you get into that situation. Now, um, I read where you mentioned um, that you watched a few of Rutgers games. So, um, you know, uh, <laughs> you get more credit than probably a lot of Rutgers fans just sitting and watching that on TV. So right. uh, good, for, good for you. Good for you. So, uh, you know, what were some of your thoughts? And I, and I like to get this from you. I don't want to um, – lead you in any way, but what are your thoughts of Big Ten guy, obviously knowing uh, Jerry Kill, um, on, you know, the offense, not only the offense in terms of the players, but but the play calling? Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I watched some of, uh, well, I watched some of Ohio State, and I, and I watched, which is, you know, it's hard to get a read on anything like that, but watched a lot of the Washington game. Um, what concerns me going into this week as an Illinois fan is the defense. Um, I know you, you've got those injuries, but um, y- your front seven, the defense is the kind of defense that can stop our offense. Um, so I, it's going to take George being really accurate to get something going. We, we've started a true freshman at tailback pretty much since the first game, Mike Epstein, and, and he believe it was an ankle injury against uh, Iowa. He, he missed the second half of the game, and uh, Lovey Smith is very tight-lipped with injuries, so nobody knows if he's going to play or not. Lovey likes the element of surprise, but um, <clears throat> I, I would guess if he missed the second half of the game or if it was a significant injury, he's not going to play this week. So if that's the case, then, you know, you're looking to some other guys and you're not really sure about the run game. So, um, so yeah, I, I kind of like, I like 
what Rutgers is doing on defense. Offensively, my impression as an outsider is, you know, I know the Jerry Kill offense kind of thing. I know, um, I know, you know, we've faced it for years and years in the Big Ten West. Um, I know the, the kind of thing he likes to do, and and I, I don't know if you have the horses for that offense just yet, which is probably why you're struggling in the same way we are. You know, I think you know this. This game comes down to like I was looking at the the yardage statistics and even the you know some of the advanced statistics on offenses. And Illinois and Rutgers offenses are almost identical. Illinois is just a, a bit better. And on defense, uh, Rutgers is probably a full rung ahead of Illinois at this point. So I think it's just going to be one of those games where. Um, <laughs> You know who who's making the big third down play? Who's who's breaking open the one big offensive play that busted open? Who's limiting the turnovers? That kind of thing. Because you know I think the teams are pretty much evenly matched. Second year teams still trying to figure out their schemes, tr- still trying to figure out what they're doing. Um, I think it's just going to be one of those games. Yeah, I think um, a key point that from from the Rutgers offense this week will probably be. Uh, well, the interest is if it's not just some hype around whether or not uh, Giovanni Rashino plays. Uh, I think he's a better fit for the offense than Bowen at this point. I, I absolutely agree with Ash giving Bowen the shot. I mean, uh, he, he a graduate transfer had some success in Louisville. Um, you know, seemed very mature and, and also you know to, to come right in and be voted as a team captain, a clear leader, uh, and. Clearly, it, it it made sense, but you know, after a couple of games, you kind of see where the, the ceiling is, uh, and you know, instead of immediately throwing in the freshman as a starter, which a lot of people thought was going to happen in this game, um, you know, there's a guy who had some success last year before getting hurt, so uh, it's interesting to see. He's more of a spunky guy, and I think you know, also could provide that spark and engineering grant being back uh this week yeah. makes some difference uh so so that will that will be interesting there uh i bring up kill because um for lack of a better word uh, he's getting killed in in some of the you know boards and of course you know how it is on boards and uh, uh you sure. know the coordinators and quarterback the backup quarterback or the thurston quarterback is the most popular and it's guy. always so, the play calling uh, I mean, it's, yeah yeah so, why do yeah. you call this why so, do you call that yeah i know the drill and as a fan, you kind of sometimes have to sit back and say, well, um, I mean, it is a problem at Rutgers because, yes, they have had eight or nine coordinators over the years, but, uh, you know, they all seem to get conservative for some reason. So uh, I, I don't know if it's that or it's, the you know, the play or whatever it is, you know, and, and it's all complicated. It's complicated. Uh, you know, I was actually listening to another podcast, and you know this with so many freshmen playing for, for Illinois. It's, you know, they sometimes have to dumb the game down, and, and it's – you know, as a fan, yep. it's frustrating, uh, you know, particularly when you have fans who are, are used to watching the pro game uh, that, you know, these guys can't, you know, run routes. They're freshmen, and, and they're used to in high school running two, three routes, and that's it, right? I mean, now you got to read options, and it's it's not yep. easy. So um, it, it's interesting to, to, to watch that. Now, going from my concern is uh, with Rutgers, little depleted, on the secondary side, and this is the part where Rutgers is right now where, um, you know, I would even say 
couple of years ago, they didn't have this problem when they were have a lot better talent where the backups were guys who uh, you a little bit older and more mature. So now you get a fall off from the starters to the backups. And I'm, I'm interested to see how the secondary reacts to probably an opportunity. I think your coaching is going to probably want to open up the game. Uh, and if, if George keeps the turnovers down, there's going to be opportunities for big plays if the pass rush is not there. So uh, I, it's, it sounds like I think, you know, on paper, people might be thinking this, you know, might be a, a pillow fight, but I have for some reason to think that I can see some scoring going on either way. So it has an interesting dynamic in that in that way. Yeah, and Illinois has the the strength. Probably the deepest, most talented position is wide receiver. Um, there's a senior in Malik Turner who's really good. There's a junior in Mikey Dudek who was a freshman All American. And then he missed two straight years with two different ACL tears. So this is his fourth year, but just his second year playing after missing those two years. But he's, he's, his hands are unbelievable. And, you know, he's that kind of receiver that you, you throw into a crowd and he somehow comes up with it. Um, and then there's two true freshmen uh, who are really talented, Ricky Smalling and, and Carmona Green, uh, who have really, you know, had some eye-opening plays these first few weeks. So, so Illinois certainly has talent there, and and quite honestly, even though Crouch is the better game manager and runs the read option run game better, I, I think one of the main reasons they they went to George is he's the better passer, and we've got to get the ball to our weapons, and our weapons are all out at wide receiver and. You know, we're going to risk those turnovers, but we, we've got to get them the ball. So I, I think you're right that if things went well for Illinois on Saturday, it would be probably the passing game, and then that opens up the running game uh, because George so shows some accuracy and Rutgers has to respect it, and they have to sag down a little bit, and that maybe opens up the running game. So in a perfect world, that's the kind of game that happens for Illinois on Saturday the, the offense finally gets things going through the air, and then you know the the run game opens up from there, and 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 there's yards and and points put up, because it's just been so inconsistent for Illinois so far. You know, they the first two drives against Nebraska, they're really moving the ball, and then you know a bunch of three and outs in a row, and then they get down to the Nebraska five, and they just stall. There's just stops and starts and stops and starts, and Illinois hasn't hasn't been able to put together anything consistent at all yet. Now, if Epstein can't go, um, do they plug in another freshman in, in Ravon Bonner, or do they go back to the senior uh, Kendrick Foster? Um, I think it might be Reggie Corbin, the sophomore. Um, he was injured the first three games, so he really wasn't back until the fourth game against Nebraska and wasn't fully back until last week against Iowa. Um, and they got him the ball. They got him like seven, eight touches and, and a couple passes and he had a couple big runs and, and that type of thing. He he kind of split carries in the second half of last year with um, with Kendrick Foster. I, I don't know what the answer is for Kendrick Foster. I mean, he, he, he had 800-some yards rushing last year. He comes in on the Doak Walker watch list this year, and he has 22 total yards in five games. I I don't have an answer for that. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's just been passed by these other guys. It's it's a strange case. But, um, but yeah, I think if Epstein is hurt, maybe the next guys are 
Rayvon Bonner and 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 Reggie Corbin with with maybe Foster being the third guy. So, you know, obviously, you know, we talked about the the receivers um, in in uh, and Turner. Uh, give us some names to look out for on the defensive side of the ball, and and which of the three units is considered the stronger in terms of uh, uh, you know defensive line linebackers or, or defensive backs. I would say. The linebackers are maybe considered the stronger because it's three juniors. Um, the defensive line might start three freshmen. The secondary might start three freshmen. So, it's again, it's just young across the board in every position. I, I mean, we're talking like maybe one of the younger college football teams in the last 20 years. Like, Illinois is in, incredibly young playing 20 true freshmen. So, um so yeah, so maybe the linebackers are the most solid. I think think the secondary is the most skilled. Uh, I'd keep an eye on Pat Nelson, who's uh, a sophomore safety. He's been maybe one of the most consistent guys on the team. There's also a, a, a sophomore safety, Stanley Green, and a freshman safety, Bennett Williams, who have been really good. Um, so you know the the secondary is pretty talented. They're just young and they can get you know confused. And there was you know. The Nebraska game, there's just, you know, they're holding Nebraska, and then there's one third down play where you know, a little confusion, one guy falls down, and suddenly a 65-yard passing play. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. I think the linebackers are consistent, but the, the secondary is is maybe more talented. The, the defensive line, again, just really, really young. Um, there's one senior who's now back from injury. Uh, in James Crawford, and then really just all sophomores and freshmen. Now, um, offensive line, I know uh, looking at it preseason, you know, they were probably ranked, uh, you know, middle of the pack for the Big Ten, so one of the higher-rated units. Uh, how has that been so far in terms of performance? And uh, any, are they? In, how about health-wise on the offensive line? Um. They seem to be back healthy now, um, although Christian DeLauro, who has started on and off for three, four years, missed the Iowa game, and they don't – I'm not sure if he was – again, Lovey plays it so close to the vest. I don't know if he was injured or if he was just benched or disciplined or what, but he, he didn't play in that game. Um, so, yeah, against Iowa, they ran with four freshmen and a junior on the offensive line, three true freshmen. Uh, one redshirt freshman and, and, and junior Nick Allegretti. So Allegretti's the best player. Um, he was center for the first few games because the center was injured. Doug Kramer, Doug Kramer's back now. So in the Iowa game, Allegretti moved back to guard, which is his normal position. He's the best player. Um, but they've Illinois has started 10 different guys on the offensive line this year. So when you – when you, you know, you're five games in, you started 10 different guys, you're still experimenting and you're still trying to find your line. So last week yeah, was the best they played. Number. Yeah. Last year, last week was easily the best they played. And, you know, they put up hundred rushing yards on Iowa and, and they, you know, allowed one sack and that line was four freshmen. So again, every corner lovey has turned to, okay, we're just, the young guys are the most talented. They may not be ready, but but sink or swim, let's go. And so um, I think you'll see maybe that same line on Saturday of, of the four freshmen and one junior. 
So what about special teams? Any guys, any uh, units to look for or, or individuals to look for? Uh, Mikey Dudek is the punt returner. Uh, basically won the Ball State game, our opener, uh, with a you know 50-yard punt return with like four minutes to go. Um, setting up the, the game-winning touchdown with like two minutes left. We were trailing Ball State. Um, so so he's he's kind of the key there. Uh, they've changed out returners on kickoffs. Uh, it was it was Mike Epstein the first game, but then once he once he won the starting tailback job, they've gone with other. It was, it was a defensive back Nate Hobbs, another true freshman last week. So that'll be interesting. Coverage teams have actually been really good. Like the best Illinois has seen in several years. Um, let's look up the stats the other day. There's something like top 15 in both. Punt return yards allowed and kickoff return yards allowed, uh, you know, averages. So that's been pretty good. Um, field goal kicker has been really good, eight for nine on field goals on the season. Chase McLaughlin is a junior. He was the starter last year. So um, Illinois feels really good when they're in, when they're in field goal range that, that he's going to make it. Uh, and then punter is a true freshman. We, we did what half of college football is apparently doing, and we went and found an Australian kid who grew up playing Aussie rules football and is transitioning to punter, and uh, he's been pretty good. Not not huge average yet or anything else. He's just a freshman, but directionally and you know hitting the uh, you know hitting the old nine iron to check up at the five yard line. He's been he's been solid putting the ball inside the twenty. So special teams have been pretty decent uh just kickoff returns have been really poor but you know that's pretty often with a young team yeah uh, uh record definitely is going through the same on uh um on the coverage side of it playing young players who, you know just <laughs> or whether outside of lanes or just trying to go for a, a knockout You're right. punch in a, in yep. so it's same a, thing same thing you, uh, you get the freshman a, in there <laughs> yeah it's, it's, you want to get uh, in time and, and you run with it yeah <laughs> It makes it interesting. Uh, well, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I, you know, definitely learn a little bit more. Um, did you make the trip out uh, last year uh, to Rutgers? Uh, when the first meeting? I did not. I did not. I, I thought about it, but I, I did not. Um, yeah, it was an interesting. Game. Isn't that the first? Isn't that the first time you guys turned to to uh, what's his name, Giovanni? What's his name? That's, his last. Was um, that his first? He, First game where he – I remember he came in the second half, I think. I think he came in the second half, and that's it. You're right, actually. He came in the second – because uh, Illinois was up 17 nothing, so he came in the second half um, and then led them on a long trip. He threw an interception and then came back and, and scored a touchdown. And then after that, yep. he started, and uh, they had a really good game. And then, he, you know, so – but he was hurt in the following game and, and never really was the same after that. Uh, but yes, that is correct. But yeah, next time you, know, you have the opportunity, I do recommend coming out and making the, the visit. Of I, I, I've been trying to hit a new um, venue each year. That this year I, w- I was thinking about it. Um, but I, I was hoping that this was the Columbus Day weekend, um, but it wasn't. If it was, then I might have made the trip out. But um, eventually, we'll get out to every one of these schools. So that's been the fun part of being uh, part of the Big Ten. Well, we we. Basketball-wise, we played in the uh, preseason NIT up in New York last year. So I was in New York City, and my wife loved it. She went with me. So I, I could probably convince her if we're close to NYC to, uh, to to come out there. I know the Illinois has a JUCO defensive end 
who's originally from, uh, I think it's Rahway, New Jersey. So yes, I was yes, talking yes. to him about the record's name next year. Next year, he, he, he thinks he's going to have like 45 family members at the game. So, um, oh, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> hopefully in the next few years, both of our teams are significantly approved and we can play a much more meaningful game. Well, you know, I always, uh, it's part of my, I, I'm like the uh, public relations fan and, uh, you know, I, it, it sounds like you, you know, you know, you're pretty knowledgeable and go back. Um, you know, one of the problems that Rutgers had obviously with losing when Chiano left uh, with the fall off in recruiting, um, that immediately it didn't become noticeable immediately because they made a bowl game. They, the first year in the big 10, they were nine and four and they actually won a bowl game, but that was with a, team that had a tremendous defense and, and, and uh, still feeding off of the Shiano recruits. And then it fell off uh, uh, tremendously. Yeah. Um, and they're fighting the battle of perception now in the state. And, and it's tough because uh, the easy answer to it is it's always, uh, oh, you know, it's just terrible. Why are they in the big tent? And, uh, you know, I, I always try to talk to people and I say, uh, you know, it's unfortunately, it's not just being in the big tent, not saying it could have beaten, Ohio State or Michigan and his teams, you know, years ago. But, uh, you know, you look at the NFL players that have come out of the school, uh, it's not there right now. You know, there, there's no McCordys and Sanus and Brandon Coleman's and guys that, you know, are scoring touchdowns on the weekend. Like, there's no explosive players you know, of those kind of caliber right now. So they need to get back there. Um, but, you know, I remember 10 years, was it? It would be 10 years ago, 2000, uh, well, over. It was 2005. Yeah, oh, had that series. Yeah. Yeah, it was and it was uh, um, a great first game. Um, Illinois won in overtime. Uh, a tremendous! I put it on my Twitter. It was a tremendous play by Brian Leonard. Uh, the the back, hurdle. Uh, hurdle. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, and and then the following year was probably from the Rutgers perspective was one of the most dominating performances defensively. I, I remember being at the game. I don't think Illinois crossed the. 50-yard line, it was to the second half. Uh, I think it was Juice Williams' probably first game. Uh, and then yes, you guys followed that yes. up the next year with, with a huge year with uh, uh, Mendehall going to this. Uh, did they go to the Sugar Bowl? No, the, it would have been the Rose Bowl, right? Uh, Rose Bowl. In 07, they, they yeah. went to the Rose Bowl. So they beat Ohio State. Ohio State won the Big Ten still because they only had two losses. But Ohio State went to the national title game, which opened up That's the Rose Bowl slot. And and we went to the Rose Bowl, yeah. Yeah, I remember there was some thing that got them shifted, right? So that that was when they started. Uh, that was just the national title, not the – they didn't have the four, but they had the national title. That's right. Yes, that was – yeah, that, they picked yeah. two, two, game, two teams and, and would pull them to the national title game. Yeah, I remember that 06 game. I remember watching it uh, because I just moved into a new house. We didn't have cable yet. And so I was watching on like my laptop. It was like the first game I ever streamed <laughs> online. And, you know, I'm all excited to watch this game. And we got this, you know, four-star freshman quarterback. And let's see how this goes. And it was it was that kind of game. I mean, you guys destroyed us. I, I still remember our freshman punter standing at the, you know, shivering at the back of the end zone. Yes. After we had like yeah. a minus six-yard drive. And just getting demolished. I think it was a safety on that play, or something. I don't remember. It was a twelve-yard punt or something. But yes, that that uh, that day did not go well for us. 
Yeah, it's actually yeah, now it's funny because it's reminisce. I do. What was interesting was be, this was 2006, so then that's when that led into the, their big season, uh, and then right after that, the movement to expand the stadium, and it was the first year where they were starting to get good crowds, and the student section was actually oddly placed where it was actually on the between the 10 and the and the 20 yard line of the visitors team so it was it was actually perfect so they were just right on top of the bench of the other team right um and i uh-huh. exactly remember that because that was one of the staples of uh, uh was blocking the punts um and uh, I, I totally remember that that it was one of those games that and then they went on to, to have a good season but uh yep. uh same thing those those were uh you know some good players Priya thomas in 06 so Two teams that hopefully, um, you know, can get back to some previous, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't that long. Ago, we're we're but, kind uh, of, we're mirror images in the Big Ten East and Big Ten West of of longing to get back to that, yeah. So good. Well, again, appreciate you coming on. Um, uh, you know, we'll talk again and stay in touch and, uh, uh, you know, sometime get together and, you know, talk Big Ten football all around. So appreciate you coming on. Sounds good. You got it. All right. Thanks. So, guys, again, listen, uh, appreciate everyone taking the time. Uh, uh, nice, as I said, a little diversion as we head into the ninth inning here of uh, the Yankees and uh, Indians. So uh, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, and I uh, hope to get another podcast out uh, after the game uh, early, possibly on Sunday. So thanks again, guys. Mm-hmm.